Hello, and welcome to Everybody's National Parks. This is your host, Danielle. This is episode number 6.1, the first episode in our series on the Great Smoky Mountains National Park. Brian and I, along with our two young daughters, reminisce about our camping trip in the spring of 2017. We are posting this interview now from our trip in the Smokies in 2018. Last year, we were on the Tennessee side. We will follow up with a second shorter trip report from this year's trip on the North Carolina side. Finally, we put a lot of money, time, and energy into this podcast. If you would like to support our efforts, we now have a page on Patreon where you may sponsor everybody's national parks and receive some rewards. For example, for $20 per episode, you will receive a postcard from the parks we visit. We have rewards starting at $5 per episode. You may go to our website, everybodysnationalparks.com, and click on Support the Show for more information and become a patron. Thank you for your support. Now for our trip report on the Great Smoky Mountains. So, Danielle, we're, we're recording this uh, a year later. So usually we do our trip reports right away. As soon as we come back, we record them. For whatever reason, we uh, a double F minus on our part. We never got around to doing this. We tried months ago to do it, and then somehow we got interrupted. And here we are a year later, about to go back to the Smokies. We thought it was high time that we, uh, that we do this. So again, double F minus on us. However, here is the um, positive is given a year, had time to reflect on this trip. So I'm going to ask you, if you can sum up this trip in one word, what would it be? Bears. Bears. <laughs> I didn't think you were going to go there. So yeah, we saw a lot of bears. I, I had a few thoughts in my mind, but bears are one of the most significant things for me from this trip. Although if I had to say something else, I would say like lush. One word, lush. Wow. I, re- I really didn't think you were going to say that. <laughs> Again. What? Yeah, no. Again. It was very green, right? And I loved it, like water everywhere, just trickling water, rain coming down on us. But that's not the water I was talking about. Right. Waterfalls and creeks and and rivers, just water rolling over rocks. Very pretty sounds of water and lush, lush green everywhere. Right. right. That that is what when I think of the Smokies, that is what I picture. Got it. Got it. So I'm curious now, what is the one word for you? Rain. But I enjoyed the trip. I mean, look, we enjoyed the trip. That's not, I mean, that sounds like a negative, but I really enjoyed the trip. But it rained a lot. See, I guess I see the glass half full and you go the other way. Because when you asked me the question at first, I was trying to think, well, which one word? The first thing that popped into my mind was rainbows. Rainbows. Oh, see, I really (laughs) thought you were going to say rain. But uh, I just remember, uh, look, we had a great trip. I do remember being wet a lot. But that was just, you know, spring in the Smokies. You should expect, and we did expect it. But uh, we got nailed a few times with some pretty heavy rains. But uh, what are you going to do? <laughs> so, well, let's let's set it up here. So we went down April of 2017. Um, we basically situated ourselves in a couple of different areas and spread ourselves out. So we, we spent a week there. We camped in Cades Cove and in Cosby Campground, both of which are well, I guess Cades is the popular spot to be in. That's kind of the grand central area for the park. So equivalent to 
going to see Old Faithful and Yellowstone equivalent for the Grand Scenic Drive in Zion, right? It's it's kind of Trunk Bay in St. John. It's the main spot. It's the main spot. But we stayed there. Um, and then we went over to Cosby to get a little bit more quiet. So uh, let's just start with that. We'll go over our schedule here. But, you know, what did you think of Caves Cove Campground? Uh, well, first of all, we went, as you said, in spring and... Even though Cades Cove is the busy area, the campground was not busy. We had our choice of campsites. There were not that many people. We did not have that many neighbors. I remember there was someone right across the way from us. One of the favorite things for our kids to do when they're camping is to make friends. There were really weren't any other kids at, at that campground while we were there. And we were there for spring break. It was it, We were there Easter week. Actually, it was Easter weekend. We, oh, that's right, because we did a little Easter egg hunt around our The campsite. Easter bunny came to our campsite, if you recall. So, But that's what I was surprised. If you remember, I was um, very, very concerned about getting a campsite because Cade's Cove was not reservation. It was first come, first serve. And we woke up. We had an Airbnb outside of the park. And I woke up early and got there as soon as I could when the park opened and it was not an issue whatsoever. We, we could have come at four in the afternoon and had still some fantastic campsites. So again, I anticipated a, an outstanding or a very crowded weekend and it wasn't that crowded, but so Cades was nice. Um, and we rolled right into camping there. And we also have the Cades Cove loop, which you took advantage of. Do you want to talk about that? Uh, you did too, actually. I did, but we you both- did, you did first. Yes, and I got the better weather. You did. So um, I just wanted to backtrack real quickly because you we were just talking about the campground not being crowded. However, that first day, I remember we arrived on Saturday, mm-hmm. and there were a bunch of ranger programs we wanted to do. So we quickly, as quickly as we could, we set up our campground, our campsite, and then we wanted to go to the Cades Cove Visitor Center to take advantage of some of the ranger programs there. Which required us driving the Cades Cove loop because the visitor center is towards the end of that loop and it's a one-way road. We left ourselves an hour to get there (laughs) and we were late. We were late. It was bumper to bumper on that Cades Cove. Actually, it was, I think it was just one car that was just being really slow and holding everyone else. But I think that's the punchline is that, uh, and so in there is the tip, right? Cades Cove Loop, which is a driving loop through some historic homesteads. There's also trails off the Cades Cove Loop, but most people go to see the historic homesteads, churches, what have you. Um, it's single lane traffic. And if one car is really going super slow and seeing everything they can, it can back up traffic pretty easily. So not a very crowded campsite, still a weekend. Um, we got stuck in some heavy traffic and barely made the junior ranger program. Also, incidentally, now I recall that was some of the best weather we got for the entire week was right away um, for that ranger program. It was actually hot, a little hot and warm. I remember that. Yes, that's right. But a great, great junior ranger, junior ranger program. It was great. We we did, I think we did back-to-back programs. There was a, a program focused on kids. It was a junior ranger program. Um, and then the second program was uh, about bears, and that was for anybody. 
And um, the the Rangers were great. The kids got their junior Ranger booklets right away and did them, worked on them, talked and asked lots of questions to the Rangers and stuff. And so taking advantage of Cade's Cove, that I one of the days we were camping, I woke up very early before sunrise and got on my bike. I don't recall exactly what time they open the road. I think it's probably whenever sun rises and um but bikes can get through the gate and so I did the Cades Cove loop which is 11 miles and it was just beautiful I got ahead of the cars and obviously cars drive faster than me so eventually I was with cars but for the first you know half hour or so it was just me on this on this beautiful road looking at the old homes watching the sunrise and the light change. So if you have the opportunity to do that, I highly recommend it. So that's a nice hack because this, what is probably the most crowded uh, visited site, which is the Cades Cove Loop, if you can motivate and get out there early on a bike, you can get there before they open it to traffic and have the place to yourself, well, you and other bikers. Um, I did the same thing a few days later in the rain, but it was fine. Actually, the rain kind of in the mist in the morning kind of gave it its own kind of eerie feeling, especially seeing those own ho- those own homesteads. So uh, the other thing is you brought your bike. I did not bring a bike. You can rent bikes in Cades Cove. So I rented a bike the night before, you know, propped it up against our uh, our truck when we were, you know, camping in Cades Cove and just got up in the morning and took off and uh, returned it after my loop. But it's an 11-mile loop. It's doable. Um, there's some hill work, but it's it's pretty doable if you're used to riding a bike. And what a great way to get some exercise in the morning and really see a heavily trafficked area of the park. Last thing, speaking of that, just going back to that Junior Ranger program that we did the first day, another quick tip is, I thought, uh, stuck in traffic, we finally get to the Junior Ranger program and the Junior Ranger program was kind of an animal Olympics type of event. So the kids were basically doing um, shuttle races and sprints and hopping up and down, which uh, we found out later. I think we actually have it in one of the podcasts episodes coming up was specifically designed for that because kids were stuck in cars. So the Rangers and the Junior Rangers who were running this, it's a great way for the kids to blow off some steam after being cooped up a little bit. And, And it's exactly what our kids did and it was perfect. So I think it's another, if you can time out that uh, Junior Ranger program, you can rest assured that you'll be able to have the kids spin out a little bit of that energy once they, uh, once you've been in the car a little bit. And um, there was a lot to see at that Cades Cove Visitor Center. Do you want to describe that a little bit? From what I remember, so there's kind of any settlement. There was a meeting house, a mill, a blacksmith house, a couple of homes, and at the time, they had, like any of these old restorative villages, they had some volunteers uh, working there as a blacksmith, let's see. And so you can see a blacksmith in action. So it was pretty interesting, and, and it was kind of neat to to see right away what Cades Cove would look like um, 100 years ago. Because I think a lot of the Smokies, kind of a recurring theme of the Smokies, is the the frontier settlers who were there for a hundred some odd years or so. Um, you, you see the cabins spread throughout the park. We kept running across them. So on our first day to see kind of a recreation was a great, um, great touch point to when we would see a, we would go on a hike and come across a cabin 
that was not staffed by any park ranger. So we thought that was great to see it in, in action. Uh, yeah, that was cool. There was also a barn. I don't know if you mentioned that. I did not. Okay. I forgot about the barn. Um, and then there were also ranger interns. There were AmeriCorps volunteers, and they were great. And they were great, yeah. Great with our kids, especially. And we're we're obviously very uh, we're very biased towards AmeriCorps. So we uh, we I was a um, I was a volunteer for the first AmeriCorps class in the nineties. <laughs> so I always uh, I always like seeing the when I see the hoodies with the big A on it. I I uh, obviously I'm very biased towards the towards those kids now. I guess they are kids, but um, I think it's a great program. As in just an editorial comment. So that that was our Saturday again. Great weather. What a start to our week. The next day, um, this was what I think I was most excited about. I think my, I think the best hike we had, in my opinion. So, do you want to talk a little bit about what we did? Yeah. So I love wildflowers, and we talked to the ranger when we were at the Kids Co Visitor Center, and I was asking for recommendations, and he gave me the name of a hike and described how to find it. It's kind of a secret hike mostly known to locals and it's called white oak sink to see wildflowers it's off of the schoolhouse gap trail and you turn left after a trail onto a path with a manway that has a sign that says no horses so only a human being can get through that if you don't know what a manway is (laughs) you a horse couldn't walk through and that's the trail. It's a very special place. You do this hike, and the distance, I want to say it was two miles each way. That's a great segue to say tune in to an episode we have coming where we interview one of the interpretive volunteers who are on it. So we'll probably have, we made this, we interviewed a long time ago, so all the details will be there. So tune in for more details on the White Oak Sink hike. But just for our trip report, it was, uh, you're right, it was special, and we felt you know, after being in Cades Cove, stuck in traffic, man, we were we felt like we were away from it all. There were other people there on the hike, but we felt we we were getting a special insiders only peak. Yes, and whatever the actual distance was, it was short. I remember we didn't bring a lot of snacks and things with <laughs> for the kids, and it took us hours. <laughs> And thank goodness they just had pockets full of Easter candy <laughs> that kept up their sustenance during oh, that right. hike. That I was don't know Easter if you Sunday. That. Yeah, that was, that Easter, was Sunday. Easter Sunday. And the, and the Easter Bunny did come. So, <laughs> so you do this hike, and at the end, it's just this magical, magical place. You come down a little bit of a hill, and it's it just opens up to this flower magical garden. Yeah. It was just a bed of purple, and if you look closely, you see all different colors, but I remember the dominant color being purple, mm-hmm. and it was just beautiful, and it's a very special place. There were lots of volunteers there to monitor people, make sure people were not stepping on the flowers, and answer questions, but I think the volunteers were there mostly to protect the flowers. There were many... What are those paths called? Social trails. Social trails. Thank you. I was thinking secondary trail. Social trail where, you know, people have just stomped and created their own trail and basically have just killed the plant life there. And there were signs everywhere saying, do not walk on the social trails. Um, There were lots of signs everywhere about taking pictures 
you know, don't step close to the flowers to take pictures, use your Zoom, lots of things to protect the flowers. And there was also a sick raccoon there in a cave. Do you remember that? Yeah, that was um, that was a little sad, but also a good life lesson for the kids to talk about, uh, you know, what that raccoon's doing. Just he was lying over in the middle of flowers, just uh, breathing heavily and, you know, probably sadly wasn't going to make it. Um, but the kids had a lot of and questions about it that. It was a safe distance away. And then there was also a closed off bat cave. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. But I think that bat cave lends to the dramatic. Bat. You talked about this a bit, but I really want to underscore it that it was uh, the staging for this hike were, was pretty dramatic. Where you take the hike and then you come down into a hollow. And then, it, like you said, it opens up. And you use the word, I think, magical. And that's. Right, because it felt like someone, some pixie waved magic dust, (laughs) and suddenly there's all of these colorful flowers on the bed of the forest, where just a hundred yards ago there was it was just the forest, and now you you come down this hollow, and for whatever reason it was verdant and uh, and colorful, and that's what was so uh, amazing about it. So yeah, that was a that was a big hit, but again, very a very as you said a very sensitive area and. I think there was a lot of hand-wringing by the volunteers of uh, even the few of us that were there. Is, is this too much? Are you guys going to plow through this? So, you know, as long as everyone's being respectful and not tromping over everything, I think it's it's fine. It was at risk of just closing it off completely to the public because it's it's been suffering so much. So, you know, hopefully it'll be open when we go back this year. So we we put this out there because our... You know, we've talked about this off air. Our philosophy is, uh, you know, people who I would imagine would be listening to this are not exactly those that would um, run through the park and destroy destroy the park. So uh, the the love love it to death. I don't think that would be the crowd listening to this and would get how to be respectful for it and would really appreciate a uh, a kind of uh, off the beaten path. Uh, you know, people just like may not know it. It may be unintentional. You see, you see what looks like a path because nothing's growing, and it looks like a path. Um, but as you said, it's it's that social path where things have just been stomped on. Mm-hmm. So many people may just not know that. Right. So that was the, that was the White Oak Sink hike, and um, then on the way back, and this could probably go into our Monday as well. On our way back, we had a bear jam. What's a bear jam? Uh, well, yeah, it's just basically a bunch of cars pulled over because there are bears in sight. So it was a mama bear and two cubs, if I remember. That's right. Um, but that was the first of many bear sightings. So we'll, we'll you know, go into Monday. Uh, you already talked about you woke up early and did the and bike the Cades Cove Loop. Right. Um, we hiked the Laurel Falls Trail, which is 1.3 miles. Um, a bit of an ascent at the end, but with our kids, it was fine. And then. On the ascent, what did we see? So our youngest daughter was walking slowly, and so I was hanging back and walking with her. Um, You and our oldest were way ahead of us. But since we were walking slowly, we were taking our time looking all around, and all of a sudden, what do we see high in the trees? A black bear climbing a tree higher and higher and higher, and we must have hung out for a good 20 minutes just watching this bear. It was so awesome. It was not near us. We 
we were kind of on a cliffside and it was on top of this. It was way far above us. Um, so we had to look up. I had binoculars. We could see it with the naked eye and obviously better with the binoculars. Um, but a, a group, uh, there was a small group there and we were all looking, watching the bear. And uh, we were there for so long. You finally came back looking for us and then you got to see it too. Yeah, what well, was really, I, obviously I know bears climb trees, but that tree seemed very skinny and very unstable. And it was swaying back and forth. And that bear was just paid no never mind, was just up there, locked in, and was comfortable. It was very comfortable. And just kept climbing higher. And I think it wasn't even necessarily on the trunk. It was on yeah. a branch. Yeah, yeah. Just and locked and in. I just don't know how the tree branch could hold him <laughs> or her. I, I, I don't know either. That's what was so amazing. But we had some pretty cool pictures of it, some good video. Um, because it was a pretty, maybe this is, for anyone who sees bears all the time, this happens all the time. But for us. That was a first. Not expecting to look up to that skinny tree and see it. And I didn't know they could climb that high. I, that was, that was news to me. <laughs> so that was, that was our Monday. By the way, Sunday night, we had dinner in Townsend at Little River Barbecue. Shouts to Little River Barbecue. We had the pulled pork. It was amazing. And it was next to the water, too. Yeah, it was it on the river. It was, and so on it was the river. A, it, was it was a nice, nice spot. Um, that, that hike, uh, when we finally you know, decided to say goodbye to the bear and continue our hike, it ends at the falls, Laurel Falls. And uh, our, our kids were excited to see the waterfalls. That was the first of, of this trip. And our youngest somehow fell into the falls. <laughs> I don't know if you remember that. Yeah, somehow. And right. was soaked. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, she was soaked. It hadn't even, I don't even think we'd had rain yet. But that day, I think at the beginning, maybe that morning or something, it had rained. So we put on rain boots instead of regular shoes. So she was wearing her rain boots, which never got a chance to dry out the entire week. Yeah, because, of rain. <laughs> because then the rain came. So the next day we uh, was a, a moving day. And again, this is, I think I've mentioned this in other podcasts. I, um, one mistake I keep making is I get too ambitious and, uh, have us camp and stay in different places. Well, if we're there for a week, I, I think I'd rather we had stayed in one spot um, and then emanate from there. But we decided we were going to go over to Cosby. So we, we, this was a moving day. So we had to break down camp in the rain. And we, this wasn't, obviously, this wasn't lightweight backcountry camping, right? This was car camping, front country. We had a ton of stuff. And so breaking down our tent, the kids' little tent, the, the, uh, canopy we have that goes over the picnic table uh, we had a portable shower we were breaking down it just took forever and we got drenched so that was that but we dried out at um the sugarlands visitor center i think did it rain on both ends unpack i mean uh breaking down and setting up no no if you remember we we beat the rain setting up we were concerned we would get dumped on again and we got there and set up as the first few drops were oh, hitting okay. so we beat it uh, uh setting up but in the middle, we we driving from Cades and going east to Cosby, uh, uh, roughly in the middle, I guess, was the Sugarlands Visitor Center, which is one of the big visitor centers. So we stopped in there. And uh, I don't remember if that's when the kids got their badges or not. I don't remember. But we, no, I think we did it on the way uh, towards the end. 
So we stopped in there to check in. Obviously, the visitor center is always a great touchstone. And having been there for a few days, uh, a little bit more relevant to us than having if we had started there. So we, we liked being there. And the drive to Cosby is really uh, an old, basically, I think an old logging road. So it was uh, a pretty cool drive to Cosby. And um, I really like the Cosby campground. That was reservation. So we had a reservation for Cosby. And um, again, not super crowded. We had, this time we had uh, neighbors who had kids. So our kids within about a minute um, linked up with those kids and, you know, off they went on bikes and which is, we'll get to that story in a second. Uh, But I really like the, nothing against Cades. Cades, pretty standard front country campsite, busy. Uh, We had a nice campsite. Nothing crazy about the view, but uh, Cosby, I really liked our where we were situated. Uh, it was uh, a little bit un, uneven because we were on a hill, but that was nice. So I, I a little bit quieter, and uh, I really liked that campsite. Although it, it was somewhat full, I I don't remember really seeing empty campsites. We definitely had neighbors on both sides. We yeah. had people across from us. Yeah, that's true. So yeah, no, but it, it, but it was it, fine. It wasn't. Yeah, you're right. It wasn't empty. So we had that, but, um, so up on Wednesday and halfway during the trip, by the way, this is a sunny, sunny day, best day of the week weather-wise, and go ahead, Danielle. I think we need to bring in our daughter to tell the story. Okay. So uh, let's give your, why don't you pass the microphone over? So I was just talking to Papa about our trip to the Smokies, and we are... Uh, we just stopped at Wednesday and where we were staying at Cosby Campground. Do you remember staying at Cosby Campground? Of course I do. What do you like the most about Cosby Campground? Um, what I like the most is bike riding around and I saw this little little stream running through and it was really cool to see. I also met these friends there. And it was fun to play with the friends. Nice. Well, I, I thought those were your favorite things. But something happened on, on Wednesday morning. Do you want to tell us about that? Sure. So anyway, on Wednesday, I fractured my wrist. You fractured your wrist. That's yeah. a bummer. How did you do that? So I'll tell you. So I was bike riding with one of the friends I met. And then we both needed to go to the bathroom. And to get to the bathrooms, there was this little hill. So I parked my bike up at the hill. When I got out, I saw all the other kids do this. So I decided I would too. I would ride my bike down the little hill. And it was really steep. So that's what I did. And I was too scared to turn. So I decided to put on the brakes. That all happened in a quick time. But I put on the brakes too late, so then I ran right into a tree. Ouch. And the trip was okay, but my bike and myself were not. Ah. Uh. Yeah. So, luckily, the mom was just brushing her teeth when she saw me there, just sitting on the floor. Holding my wrist because it really hurt. Were you and, crying? Yeah. Uh, no, not not really, actually. Oh, that's good. And then she came down because she saw I was just sitting there. 
and said, "What's wrong?" And then I said, "I can't move, and my bike's not going okay." <laughs> so she and I went back to where our tent was, and she asked her son, which was who I was biking with, to bring back my bike. So that's what he did. <laughs> And so then, my dad was like wondering what we should do. And then there was, I think it was like a volunteer right after us. And so he asked her, and she told us where the the nearest urgent care is. So we went there, and I was so scared. And you got an X-ray. Yeah, I got an X-ray, and they said I fractured my wrist. That's right. So, if you ever experience an accident, urgent care is not that far away in Seaverville. I think it took us twenty minutes to get there, and we were seen fairly quickly. They also had lots of snacks there. <laughs> oh yeah, while we did. were waiting, and、um, they were very good. So we spent the morning there, and.、Um, That put a little damper on our trip, but、uh, we were able to continue enjoying. But there was no more bike riding for you. Yeah, and we had to. They sent us to the、um, orthopedist the next day.、Um, we couldn't get an appointment the same day, so we went to an orthopedist the next day, and、um, fractured it was. So. Well, thank you for sharing your story. Thank you for being so brave. Yeah. <laughs> And、uh, after that, we went to well, we got waffles at the Waffle House. Yeah, that was so. And it、good. was beautiful and sunny while we were in the urgent care, unfortunately. And we, you didn't really feel like hiking, so instead we、yeah. drove to Catalucci. And、um, thought we would、mm -hmm. check that area out, and we had hoped to see some elk, which we did not. Boo hoo!、Um, but we had some fun together while Papa and your sister went on a hike. Do you remember what we did there? Oh we yeah, we just crossed over the bridge, and we took some pictures. Um, we saw the river flowing and cute little wild flowers, and I decided I would we would cross back over the bridge, and I would lay on these rocks. So then,、and、just relax. Yeah. And then we saw, we watched a certain animal for a while, a certain pollinator. Many of them actually it was really cool. Do you remember that? Yeah, we saw a bunch of butterflies. Yeah, it was really interesting to just watch them for a while, the fluttering to and fro. I got some slow video of them. That was pretty neat. Yeah, it was really cool. Well, some were bigger than others. All different colors. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing your story. You're welcome. <laughs> So I have my youngest here on the phone, and she wanted to relay her story. We basically had a, a calamitous biking day. So, what happened to you? So,、um, I was biking with、um, a friend that we met there at the campsite, and、um, 
we we were we were biking and the the two older kids got in front of me and I was way behind them and um and then the mom said uh, is your wheel flat and it was and they popped my wheel and there was a big balloon in the, my wheel so then we I popped it and it was popped and my wheel was broken right so you um you had a, a hole in your tire that the tube came through on and that popped and blew out the rest of your tire so you were uh, I was actually literally holding it looking at it when Sin walked up with her uh, fractured wrist, so it was a it was a bad day for biking for for our daughters. Now, M- Mama talked about what we did in the afternoon while while she and your sister were hanging out drawing. What did what did you and I do? What trail did you and I go on? On Burger Man Trail. Say that one more time. On Burger Man Trail. One more time. Burger Man Trail. Isn't that a funny name for a trail? Yeah. Yeah. So who else came on that trail with us? Wasn't Coco the lemur with us? Yeah. So who's Coco the lemur? So he's my um, animal. He's your stuffed animal? Yeah, my stuffed animal. He came with us, right? So the Boogerman Trail was a lot of fun, wasn't it? Yeah, and we stopped at this river, and there was a rock, and we and he had a fishing pole. Who's he? Um, Coco. Coco the lemur. Yeah, he yeah. had a fishing pole. And and we put him on the rock and took a picture of him fishing with a pretend fish. Yeah, well, he uh, he had a vacation, too. He wanted to go fishing, so he enjoyed the Smokies, too, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Did you enjoy it? Yeah. Did you like? Was that your favorite hike? Yeah. Yeah, I liked that with you. That was a lot of fun, wasn't it? Yeah. So that was our Wednesday. Uh, orthopedist, blown tires, fractured wrist. Uh, and the Boogerman Trail. So that was a uh, that was an eventful uh, that was an eventful. And by the way, we should not give short shrift to Cataloochee Valley. That was a pretty neat spot. Again, it, it seemed uh, we had to really go out of our way and wind our way to there. But I highly recommend um, I highly recommend that spot. There were many trails that we couldn't explore, but uh, Boogerman was the only one we actually hiked. But it is a uh, it's a pretty special spot in and of itself. Yes, lots of homes, schools, churches from late 19th and early 20th century uh, centuries. Uh, we saw lots of wild turkey, and unfortunately, we did not see elk, and maybe we just didn't give it enough time. We hung around a while. There was a big field, and we were told they usually come out on that field around dusk. Uh, lots of people were there waiting around with their cameras as well, but... Um, we just had to call it a day. Stay tuned for our Olympic National Park podcast series because we, we got to see elk there. So that, or at least my brother and I got to see elk <laughs> that's right. out there. So And in the Grand Tetons, too. And in the, oh, that's right. And in the Tetons, too. <laughs> so even though we did not get to see elk, we still enjoyed it. And oh, and actually, on our drive to there, we stopped quickly at the Appalachian Trail. Do you remember that? Oh, we did. We hopped on uh, the AT for a hot minute, and then just to say we did. And, but it uh, was beautiful, and it was fun, and we saw we saw people hiking all the way through. So that's always neat to see with their huge packs. Yeah, we did see the through hikers, and so it was, yeah, that was a kind of a fun uh, 
uh, side trip. And then on our way home, on our way back to the campsite, at the end of that very long day, we did get to see a beautiful, big double rainbow on our drive back to the campsite. And so that made the day worth it. It was it was beautiful. Yeah, it was a positive, affirming end to the day. Of course, you don't see a rainbow without rain. So once again, the it, side note there, it was raining again. Exactly. We had the sunshine while we were in the doctor's office, the rain while we were out exploring Catalucci, uh, but the day ended with a double rainbow. So it was nice. So the next day we broke camp um, from Cosby, I had to check in with the orthopedist. And actually, I don't remember this hike at all, the Porter's Creek Trail near Greenbrier Cove. I have no memory of it. Do you remember it? Yes. We drove down a road towards Greenbrier. If you look on the map, um, there was a, a river alongside us. And then we got to the end of this road and there was just a parking lot at the end of this road. And the hike, the hike was nice. We were told that uh, it would also be a good spot for wildflowers. Not, not like that first day at White Oak Sink. Um, but we saw some, but it was just a nice, beautiful hike. You know, it, it didn't have a waterfall or anything like that, but it was um, just a long, a long water. I think we were in just forest for some of it and then by the water and it was just beautiful. That lush green, that's what I, that's actually when I, when I made that comment at the start, that's sort of what I was picturing. Oh, right. Now I remember it. We played a game because there were some ruined foundations there, and uh, we played a game with the girls where we thought that's where the fairies lived. It seemed that's where a glen where the, yes, the magical right. fairies were. Yeah, that, and it was sort of off the beaten path. Uh, there were wildflowers for the first one and a half miles of the trail, and um, yeah, it was just it was nice. So getting to the end of our trip, we then, after having camped the the whole week, we then rewarded ourselves by staying in a fancy pants cabin in Seaverville. So it was a uh, glamping, hot tub, hot showers. So that felt great. Uh, and I make no apologies. It was fantastic to check into that cabin. So it was, it was uh, great. yes. After five days of camping in the on and off rain, it was great to get there <laughs> and, and dry out. And so our Friday, uh, rainbow falls hike, which is a five and a half mile hike o- along Lacante Creek. Um, so a couple things, it's got the highest, uh, single drop waterfall. 80, uh, about 80 feet high in the, in the park, which was, uh, we got to see, but, um, two other, I guess the other thing you got to walk behind the falls. So it's a popular hike. So part of the hike, tra- uh, the hiking trail goes behind the falls. So great pictures. It's a, if it's a hot day, what a way to cool off. Um, again, was it was really cool. kind of raining on and off, but we, we, uh, it was actually, the sun had come out for that. But, uh, Danielle, do you want to talk when we were hanging out there having lunch? What did we see? Remember that you're, your hint here is it's along the Lacante Creek on the way to the magnificent Lacante Lodge, which we didn't stay. What what else did we see? Yeah, this was a definite highlight. So for Lacante Lodge, the only way to get there is by hiking in and out. So Lacante gets their supplies by llama pack, and we got to see the llama pack coming down the mountain. Yeah. It's so incongruous because you're in, you know, we're in Tennessee in the woods, Smoky Mountains, uh, you don't expect, you expect to see bears and raccoons and, and who knows, to see llamas in a llama train. It was pretty cool. That and was pretty neat. There were three of them and uh, that was really fun. And they're an aloof animal, 
<laughs> they they could care less about anything. Just very aloof and calm animals. So it was fun to see again. They're having to hike. They had to do the same hike we did. They had to go behind the falls themselves. And so uh, to see that at that dramatic part where you know they were my kids, and now there's a bunch of llamas. So that was pretty cool. Right, and yield to the animals. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely yield to the animals. So that was our Friday and uh, Saturday, our last day. Um, that's when we got the Junior Ranger badges. So we went back to Sugarlands uh, Visitor Center, and it was Junior Ranger Day. It was Junior Ranger Day. So they right. had a big event for that, which was sadly it was raining so they had you know they were prepared to have everything outside and lots of tents and things outside um they had to move a lot of things inside they still had some outside there was someone speaking at, about bears and what was that bear cage i can't even remember what that was about it was a bear trap when they want to track the bears and so they they showed oh, us okay. what that looked like and i remember the big which i i mean this is what i learned is uh the ranger told us that just takes one M&M mm. in there and a bear, and now I can't remember, but from many, many, many miles away. I think can, it was two miles. Two miles? I, that's I, still far enough, yeah. That's that they the can, number that's sticking in my head. They can sniff it out. And uh, anyway, they showed us with that bear, not a not a pernicious, harmful trap, but a humane trap when they want to you know, tag it and then track the bears. They showed what that looked like. Um, the firefighting was pretty, I thought that was the neat. So our kids got to use some fire hoses and that sort of thing. And, <laughs> and that was hilarious because <laughs> our kids are very small. Yeah. <laughs> this humongous hose, very powerful. <laughs> right. And all the Rangers, as always, were, were very kind and accommodating. And, and, you know, it was, it was a, it was a nice way to very, the timing was great. Cause we were able to cap off our trip with the badges to see the Rangers and, and kind of tie in all the things that our kids got to learn. And, you know, they saw things like bears up front, right? So. It was a great way to tie off the trip. Yeah, that one they talked about. Um, they talked about planned forest fires. That was very interesting. And um, inside, oh, this was uh, this was before the eclipse. So there was actually, and uh, the Smokies was in um, in the hundred percent zone, the full eclipse zone. So they had uh, people there talking about the eclipse and um, giving out the glasses. So we had the glasses thanks to that. Of course, after being there in the rain, in and out of the rain all week, I was dubious that the sun was ever going to show itself for that long. <laughs> Obviously, I was, at that point, I just felt like the the black cloud was following me around. Uh, but that, so that was our trip. So, Danielle, any other any other tips that you would have for anyone that some hard earned wisdom that uh, you'd pass on to anybody else? We always say this, but for the popular hikes, get there early so you can park Rainbow Falls. Um, I don't know when we got there, but you know, we had to, we, we did get, I think one of the last parking spots, you know, so that's something to always keep in mind mm -hmm. there. They have just great events, the ranger programs and, um, rangers are always a great resource to ask. There are just so many hikes. Um, uh, I think they have, I don't remember the exact number, but somewhere between 800 and 900 miles of trails in that park. Yeah. So it is very easy to get away from the crowds. Yeah, not hard <laughs> at all. I think one one tip you had um, to remind you of is um, if you stay in Gatlinburg, which is kind of the, the main portal town um, outside of the Sugarlands, which is the main visitor center, uh, it's a little bit more pricey than if you stayed in some of the other neighboring towns. So 
Um, check that out if you're not going to stay, if you're not going to camp in the park and you're looking for an actual edifice to to stay in, renting a cabin, renting a home. Um, Gatlinburg is going to have a bit of a premium because it is also in and of itself a touristy area. I kind of like the uh, tourist trappy vibe of it just because it's always, I like the kitsch was fun for the day that we were there. I don't particularly care for those things, but you know, it's fun to, it's colorful. Um, for some reason, Gatlinburg is like the pancake capital of the country. Yeah. <laughs> it seems like, I don't know how many pancake houses we saw, but I highly recommend the one that we went to. Um, and I'm sure you cannot go wrong, but, uh, should I recommend the specific one we went to? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it was called pancake pantry. And according to them, it's the oldest pancake house in the state of Tennessee in the heart of downtown Gatlinburg and offers 24 different types of pancakes. We got the Swedish pancakes were absolutely amazing. Yeah, so uh, we didn't do the Pepsi challenge with other pancake houses, but uh, Pancake Pantry delivered the mail for us. Um, in Townsend, uh, again, we already mentioned Little River Barbecue. We also posted up, I had to do a little work, so very thankful to the good people at the Apple Valley Cafe, which is actually a very nice cafe over in Townsend. Um, and look, we just banged a little bit around Gatlinburg for meals, but uh, we didn't stay at night because I think that's would have gotten super annoying. Um, but plus we were exhausted we anyway, were exhausted. and we wanted to spend time in our cabin cause it was just nice to glamping. be dry and warm, super <laughs> um, but we did really enjoy the no way Jose's Mexican cantina. That was really fun. It was fun. Uh, the margarita went down in, uh, in Gatlinburg pretty easily that, and so, the kids really enjoyed it too. We'll end with this is, you know, we're, we're about 48 hours away from maybe a little 72 hours away from our next trip to the Smokies in which we're going to a different area of the Smokies. We're going to the Smokemont uh, campsite and the highlight there is we are horseback riding. So I guess we're going to have to have a part two, maybe. We'll have a, a sh- it's a short trip, so it'll be a sh- much shorter part two. Right. It's in the southern end of the park near the Indian Reservation. And so it just gives you a sense of the scope of the park is that we're, uh, we cover that park between Cosby, Cataloochee, and um, Cades Cove. We covered three main areas of the park. We never even touched this other area, which is um, the Smokemont area near the, uh, on the t- uh, North Carolina side near the Cherokee Indian Reservation. And near Akanalufti. That's right. The Akanalufti Visitor Center. That's right. That's going to be our visitor center portal. And so... Uh, we never even made it anywhere near there, so we're, uh, that's going to be our adventure next time. So we'll, uh, we'll have a part two. So that's it. Great Smoky Mountains National Park. Uh, year later, trip report. Um, I don't know, Danielle. This, I don't think we should make a practice out of this, but it was fun to reminisce 11 months on, 12 months on, because uh, I'd forgotten about some of these things. Um, I forgot about a hike. Shame on me. I forgot about the Legenberry Swedish pancakes of the Pancake Pantry. Double shame on me. That was awesome. So uh, now it's got me excited for our trip coming up in a few days. And eating some pancakes. That's right. <laughs> we got to find a pancake pantry. Uh, maybe they have a, a branch in uh, Cherokee, North Carolina, so uh, which is the nearest town. Um, well, that's it. All right. Thank you so much. Enjoy Smoky Mountains. Great Smoky Mountains National Park. Bye now. Thank you for listening to Everybody's National Parks. 
As always, show notes and links to resources for this episode may be found on our website, everybodysnationalparks.com. You may find the podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. If you like the show, please write a review and please share this with your friends. You may also find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, or send us your comments at everybodysnationalparks.com forward slash contact. We love to hear from you from the parks you are visiting, so please tag us at hashtag everybody's national parks from the parks you are visiting. And one last plug for our new Patreon account. You may become a patron of Everybody's National Parks by going to our homepage, everybodysnationalparks.com, and look for the link, Support Our Show, right on our homepage. And we do count on our listeners to help us spread the word about our show. Thank you so much, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye for now. Bye.